Hi everybody, welcome to another Work Salaryman podcast and today we are talking about what, Rimi? We're going to talk about retiring overseas, oh. which I think is a quite a popular topic. Yep. According to, I don't know, what I've seen online yep. in my uh, personal circles. Yep. I think everybody seems to want to retire, not in Singapore. Not, not everybody, everybody, not everybody. Uh, yeah. I'll say like, at least 50%. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's particularly pertinent for Singapore to discuss because one, Singapore is very expensive to retire, as we'll see in a bit. Yep. And also number two, like as a Singapore, like in terms of right now, your currency is very powerful. So you have great agency to be able to go overseas, right? What you say you? Oh, of course you're Malaysian. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, okay. right. Yeah, I'm Malaysian. Okay. PR. You, are, you added us. You made us like the third, third people. Third person, yeah, yeah. But whatever. It's fine, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, so, it's fine. so maybe you explain the inciting... The sure. thing that we saw that made us think about this. Sure. So that, our uh, Viv shed. Our very lovely colleague Viv. Very lovely. Yeah. Yes, I think. I think that is a you fair term. You disagree with the statement. That's a fair term. You to said it first, eh? Yeah, I know. So she she she, she shared a graphic called the cost of an American to comfortably retire in every country, and mm. I think they put really literally every country in the world. And in this graphic, right, Singapore was the most expensive one. So you comb through and you look. To see if anyone was more expensive than Singapore, nobody was more expensive. No, like, actually, they just put in the summary. Oh yeah, yeah, actually Singapore. on the top, yeah. Yeah. So to retire in Singapore, you need one point one eight million US dollars for the average American to retire in Singapore. For reference, you know, uh, the cheapest country to retire in is Pakistan at one hundred and fifty-eight thousand dollars. Wow. That's like or. All prices in USD, like, all prices in USD. Yeah, all prices. That's like ten percent. Like you divide by ten, basically the Singapore cost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing graphic. So we'll show it on the screen and we'll share the the cost of it. So we are not super sure, like the calculation exactly how they mm. do, but um, let's just take it for discussion, like, And particularly, yeah. maybe we won't look at the figures exactly, but we'll just compare the cost across countries. You know. I think we really want to nitpick, right? I think there are very mm. good reasons why Singapore is the most expensive uh, country. In the world, why? Because it's the only country that is a city. Eh? See, for example, if this mm. graphic, right, instead of showing United Kingdom, US, if they show like New York, cities, California, instead of countries, right? Ah, uh, Geneva, yep. London, yeah, confirm Singapore will not be the most expensive. Yeah, will not be the most expensive because Manhattan probably more expensive than Singapore. Yep. San Francisco maybe you know San, San Fran definitely lah, right? Mm-hmm. So what happened here is that because most countries have a uh, urban side and a rural side mm. and it's cheaper to live in a rural side right mm. obviously let's say you live in rural Japan mm. it's a lot different from living in Tokyo mm. Singapore, so you average it out uh, Singapore is just the Tokyo right yeah, so I think that's why Singapore is the I most see. expensive so that's a very big caveat that we must keep in mind like. yeah but I think this yeah. doesn't change the fact for Singaporeans that retiring in Singapore is expensive mm. and hence it's a conversation that because we don't have a rural place to go back to I think the closest yeah. maybe is Malaysia no? yes yeah, where, where I hail from yes yeah so maybe we, we sort of discuss like um, where we are right now. So, so right now we're in our late 30s. I mean, we're in our mid, mid-30s, right? So not that late yet that we're going to retire, retire. Mm. Uh, but we have thought about it. So personally, like for me, uh, being Malaysian, I'm a PR. And one of the reasons why I have not converted to Singaporeans, and I'm quite mercenary in my thinking. Like, so sorry if this offends you, but I just would like to always keep my options open. It, and it, it probably will offend someone. Probably uh, yeah, yeah. it's okay. It's okay la. La. I, I, it's I, don't, I don't mean to. It's some yeah. BFA somewhere. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but anyway, Pui Pui financial <laughs> agent, right? <laughs> no, no. Anyway, 
Like um, I one of the reasons why I haven't converted to Singapore is because if I become a foreigner and I want to retire back in Malaysia, they may make it harder for me. Like so, right now I think I'm not sure what the updated figures are, but when I last saw it, it was like. As a foreigner, that includes Singaporean who wants to retire in Malaysia, you need to buy a property of at least 1 million ringgit. If I'm a Malaysian, I don't have to. You know, so it just makes it slightly easier. And my family's back there also. So, and I, of course, it's cheaper. Lah. So that's why Malaysia is something on the very top of my mind when I think about retiring overseas. That's probably what I'm going to do if mm. I was to retire in my older age. How about you? I mean, I got a question about your Malaysian thing. Ah, okay. Cause, okay, so you're talking about the Malaysian second home visa. Because I've, I've looked... M- M2H. Yeah, yeah, M2H. Actually, if you buy a one million dollar Malaysian home, mm. in 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 RM lah, mm. that's only like, cannot only lah. It's three hundred plus k. Yeah, yeah. I would think that if you can sort of like a semblance of retiring in Singapore, yeah, yeah. you will not have any trouble retiring. Probably, because yeah. my my current home, my current HDB that I bought, with my wife is already like four hundred k plus already. Mm. So that's already over yeah. a one million uh, ringgit mark. Yeah. But I just am not very sure about policies in the future. Sure. I mean, Malaysia politics and policies can sometimes be very unpredictable. So I would still like to have that. But I have come very close to converting mm. before. Like, I, I really is very, it's time to get very close. Like last time it was like, when we tried to go to Australia, then my visa cannot get approved mm. because I'm Malaysian. Then his visa, well, one day, like within <laughs> the day approved already. Yeah. I was so annoyed, you know? So yeah, like, that's, that's the way that I'm considering. How about you? Like, see, any considerations? Well, I think uh, for me, I've considered like a whole bunch of other countries. I mean, Malaysia is definitely up for con- uh, consideration. I thought of Penang in Malaysia. Yes. Uh, Very I, close. I mean, like you can yeah. do a flight for less than $100 probably, right? Yeah, it's close. I think like, uh, uh, I like it better than JB because mm. I, I heard JB has a lot of crime. Mm-hmm. Not hurt. La. I mean, there, true, it's true. there is a lot of crime it's in true. JB. I'm from JB. I can, I can yeah. say so this. I think, actually, I think KL and Penang are... Uh, more livable with my preference on Penang because I think the traffic there is slightly better than KL. Yeah, KL traffic is horrific. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, other than Malaysia, I also consider Australia because I used to study in Australia. Oh, yeah, that's in, right. In, in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, but the thing about well, expensive. Uh, Australia is like five hundred and forty-four k. Yeah. Compared to I mean Malaysia. Uh, but it's still cheaper than Singapore. Uh. Still cheaper than Singapore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think for me the the consideration there would be like I mean. Uh, slightly rural. Uh, is it? Uh, no, I was thinking more of like standard of living first. If if I wanted to, in terms of amenity, public transport, healthcare, you call police, like they come down, they kind. So Australia would definitely, I feel like, be more helpful than Malaysia. Okay, maybe I just say it bluntly. Like Australia has. <laughs> I don't think it would be that. I mean, okay. it's, okay, it's okay. clear lah. Australia has better public services. Than yeah lah, it is lah. Yeah, yeah. La, yeah. And that's, hence, that's true. Hence, For hence. now lah, right? Maybe next time they improve, then they win. You know. Of course, of Give course. Give them room lah. Okay. Of course, of Give course. us room. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm so sorry. No, no, I'm not offended. All right. I agree with you. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but I mean, uh, Australia is definitely something I've considered. Mm. Uh, probably near Melbourne because this way I know but I know mm. many Singaporeans are also settled down in Australia already they have yeah. a strong culture community there yeah, right. yeah there's a strong culture of accepting uh, immigrants mm, mm. although I will say like the thing that is stopping me from fully considering 100% Australia mm. is that unfortunately we are still some people not some people are still judged by their skin colour yeah, I yeah. have experienced cases of racism too, in, yeah. in Australia people have thrown eggs at me Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as While you were studying there? When I was studying there. But just because you're Chinese? I think so. Wow. I mean, because I'm not a white Australian, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that has kind of... I mean, I'm sure many people get by fine being Asian in Australia. 
Mm. But for me, it's just it's that it's just that like few times, and every time it happens to you, it's a very like. So they say you stupid Chinese man, and they threw eggs at you. I think they call it like chink or something. Or oh, chink, yeah, wow. In general, it'll be okay. Yeah. But yeah, the few times yeah. you cannot racism, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It will be very like a man. very brutal reminder yeah. that you are not welcome here. You don't truly belong. Yeah, here. not not for everyone. Mm. Of course, I think in terms of immigration, Australia has done a great job in integrating people. Definitely. It's just that those few times it happens, mm, mm. it just doesn't feel good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm sure this happens all over the world, so Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, consider New Zealand, same reasons. Mm. But New Zealand is quite far away from the rest of the world. Isn't it the same? I mean, like it's very close to Australia, so but a bit more rural, like, in terms of facilities, is it? Yeah, I think when it comes to uh, airports and stuff like that, is it? economic opportunities, uh. Uh, New Zealand will be less convenience. New Zealand will be less. Let's say like my mom falls sick. Yeah. I mean she's really sick. <laughs> I have to fly back to Singapore. That will mm. be that be too long. Right. In Australia, I think somewhere like Melbourne is is seven hours. Mm. It's definitely still doable. I see. Uh, Japan also right You talk about Japan Yeah yeah I, I have a friend who, Who's living in Japan now I've also seriously Considered Japan mm. uh, Oh shout out his channel uh, It's called Ryunohara yeah. I'll put it up here like, it's, it's a really cool channel And he basically Has created a life For himself Like he's a One day we'll go over And do a podcast mm. if, Or interview him If he's willing like. But it's, it's really So damn cool Like he rented like a place, right? Then he's just building it up. Then he's doing the roof and he's doing the laminating the floor. It's so yeah. damn cool. Uh, yeah. You all can check out the channel. But yeah, for, for you, what does that mean? You know, in terms of... Oh, in, in terms of Japan, I think Japan has like a certain allure to it because mm. public services and public transport are amazing there. I think maybe as amazing as Singapore, mm, right? mm, mm. Uh, you could actually really get to a lot of places in Japan by rail. Mm. Uh, and the thing is that I feel that in Japan, people are slightly more polite compared to the rest of the world. Mm. So even if they don't like you, they okay, might- Up front, they won't, polite. Okay, maybe they'll like be very polite to you, then they yeah. like, they like curse he, you secretly. Yeah, 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 this guy Jin, right? But for me, that's fine, you know, man. Yeah. As long as you don't come and like throw, throw eggs at you, <laughs> yeah. you beat me up. Yeah. I mean, that's where I draw a line. You secretly don't like me, I'm okay, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, I'll try my best. So it's a bit like the, contrasting with the Australia where yeah. they don't like you up front, but- They'll the, tell you like, they're like, yeah, hey, you like fucking you stupid, you know, yeah, yeah. You, you, but you asshole. In Japan, maybe that sentiment is there, but it just doesn't come out to the fore where you're being physically. You're okay with people disliking you inside. Yeah. I mean, of course, I'll try my best to be as, as a- nice affable as possible. As affable, yeah. Right. But, and also, I guess there's the benefit that, like, as an Asian, as an East Asian, mm. I look slightly look like them. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah, actually, you do actually like particularly like because you're a bit darker and mm. you have a little bit of a mix, but the mix look a bit Japanese. Like yeah, the o- uh, maybe o- this guy can blend o- Okinawa. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes yeah. Okinawa. Actually, yes. some people say I look like uh, Philippines. Or Philippines. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah, we went to a Philippine restaurant one time, the grill place, and they kept talking to me <laughs> <Tagalog. laughs> Very funny. Yeah. yeah. So if we look at the prices about all these countries. So so Singapore, like we say, one point one million US dollars. Mm. Uh, Malaysia, I think out of all these places that we've shortlisted, is the cheapest at two hundred and eighty-eight thousand. Uh, then the next one will be Japan, actually at four hundred and eighteen thousand, mm. and then Australia at five hundred and forty-four thousand. Yeah. So so if we rank it, I think like the cheapest so far of all the alternatives right now is is Malaysia that we both of us might want to. But I I only really consider Malaysia because like I I have a Territorial and national bias there, you know, uh, but um, maybe then we zoom out to think about like the the pros and cons of uh, retiring overseas. Like, sure. what what would you say are some of the pros of retiring overseas as a Singaporean? 
the main reason a lot of, on people's mind is, is cost mm-hmm. it's the main reason why people watch this channel anyway yep. Yep. Uh, the Singapore dollar is, is, is quite strong mm-hmm. uh, you can your money can go a lot further overseas mm. the most probably most striking example is, is housing mm. in Singapore yep. uh, 500k will get you a HDB flat won't be a very big one uh, but if in Malaysia 500k Whoa. Amazing, Amazing, amazingly yeah. huge. Can build your own house, yeah. Yeah, can build your own house. You can have a garden. Yeah. You can have uh, nine dogs if you if that's what you wish. Many children to run around the backyard. So obviously, dollars going further. Yep. You know, uh, <laughs> spend less money every month, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So let's say you are sixty this year. Yeah. Your CPF maybe you only have a three hundred k. Then, if you want to. Uh, live a life in Singapore yeah. you have to make do with uh, I think 2002 is the, is the CPF life payout yeah, roughly yeah, yeah. which is not not a small amount yeah. but it, it gives you quite a basic standard of living in, yeah, in Singapore yeah. I mean for me I think yeah. 2k is enough in Singapore already mm-hmm. but then if I go to Malaysia and I have 2k sing every month to spend mm-hmm. that is a lot of money yeah. you can yeah. even I could probably, probably even afford a car buy a car yeah, yeah. drive around do road trips and stuff yeah, yeah. I, I mean which leads me to my, like, my, my next point like, yeah. Uh, I think another reason I've considered retiring overseas is simply because of size. Size. Uh, Singapore is, is a very small country, mm. and like sometimes the sites are they're just all I see before already. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because you are from here, lah. I think Singapore has a lot to offer for tourists. Of but course, of course. When you are here for years and years and years, yes, you will see everything. Like, let's say I'm in Malaysia. I can I can drive up to I don't know. Langkawi or something. Yeah, yeah, you can go and do trails all over the country, mm. you know. Got waterfall, got, yeah. got mountains, you know. Yeah, this. but I think in, in Singapore, if you, you you leave, right, you literally have to... Okay, number one, you have to buy a car if you want to drive out to Malaysia. Yep. Car is already a huge cost already. Yeah, for Singapore, yes. But you buy a car in Malaysia, immediately the, the, the cost of the car is like become a fraction of, yeah. of the Singapore cost, right? Yeah. So then, then the other the other way of getting out of Singapore, but you fly, fly also very expensive. Yes. So if you want to fly, I don't know nine times a year. That's a lot of just money. Seems, yeah. seems quite intense, like. Yeah, yeah. If you are in, let's say, Australia, Japan, Taiwan, you could drive around. You could ride a, a little scooter around the country, and it will be it won't be that expensive. Mm-hmm. Maybe pace of life. I think Singapore pace oh, of life right. is in, incredibly fast. Yeah, and you, you almost have to live that way unless you are so rich that you mm. can ignore. Yep. You know, because you to just live here is expensive. Yeah. Right. So I think in it's not just that the is okay, how should I say? And this is reflected in like the types of businesses that kinda like survive. Mm. But I think in, in Japan, because in rural Japan especially, things move very slowly. They have like a big respect for like culture, the process. History. Yeah, not just the outcome. So many things that are Actually, in Singapore, they would be no longer viable. They actually thrive in, in other countries. For example? For example, let's say I want to do like very traditional... <coughs> uh, I want to make very traditional tea. That will not happen High in Singapore. High-quality handmade boutique yep. cannot do a certain quantity just because the handmade mm. nature necessitates that certain process. So it's very expensive sell but yeah I think in, in Singapore we cannot sustain we tend to have a culture of like oh I want to I want the best one I want to pay mm. the least yep. and that doesn't it reminds me of like the difference between like I like to say like America and Europe also mm. America tends to be I feel like a lot more better at like 
mass manufacturing and yep. figure out business models like that. Yep. Then on the European side, you have more handmade things yeah. that are like boutique. Like I bought some leather bag and then it's like, or oh, only a thousand of these made every year, mm. but then they'll last forever. You know, the US ones might break very fast, you know. Yep. So, so that, that seems to be the difference. But in Singapore, I mean, some business models just cannot survive. Yeah. Because you got to pay for rent and rent is something you cannot run away from. So, so let's say, so many people's retirement job, right? So let's yeah. say I, I want to own a small cafe, and I want to. Well, expensive eh, in Singapore. Yeah, then in Singapore, you have yeah. a small cafe, your retirement yeah. become a non retirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to check, like, oh, every month I need to make how much, then can at least cover. <laughs> so, to even attract this number of customers, yeah. I need to cater to a certain business that might not allow me to do my boutique yeah. handmade thing, you know? So, okay, because in retirement, I will not be just noir all day, right? Just mm. lie around and. I'll do something. Yeah, I'll do something, right? Yeah. And I, in Singapore, if I, if I do this unproductive thing, yeah. It will have the burden of being expensive. Yeah, yeah. In other countries, I can do this inexpensive thing, yeah. an unproductive thing, and it will be relatively inexpensive. Mm. And maybe even the business model might be supported. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I think those are the pros. <coughs> you want to talk about the cons? I think like the first con that I can think of definitely is just like proximity from family and friends. Because if you've lived in Singapore or worked here for a long time, like you have built up relationships here. Like, and if mm. your family is here, then Wow, then that's even harder, isn't it? Because it is important to have, I think, a core bunch of people that you don't just like but also love, i.e. you can tell them about all your problems and they'll help you solve it together. And if the proximity is further, like I have found out with my family who's in Malaysia, even though it's just one causeway, the fact that it's like sometimes four or five hours for me to go home because of the jam makes it mm. makes me not want to go back sometimes, you know, and, and it is it does make your relationship different from say like I, I have my friends and my colleagues who spend a lot of time with their families just day in day out and it's a very normal thing and sometimes I, I feel jealous of that mm. you know so that's definitely a huge trade-off so that's number one so that one is I think a spectrum because if you say in Singapore then you retire to Malaysia then you have a car to come back to Singapore is not that difficult or as difficult as say to go to Australia or Japan you know, so yeah. that might be something that might even factor into the cost because what you might also want to do is to, if you have a house in Japan, you might need to build another small guest house then, or then what you do instead is your whole family come with you, then you all stay mm. there together for three to six months, then they come back first, you know, something like that. So it also factors in, yeah. Just one comment on the Malaysia thing. Yeah. Singaporean drive Malaysia car, right? Come into Singapore is a tricky thing. Yeah, so you cannot drive, la, but mm. uh, you can take bus and stuff. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that's a good point to point out. Yeah. I think it's also giving up like some identity. Yep. Imagine you go overseas, you tell people like, uh, yeah, I remember last time Hiran used to have a lot of new print machine. Was that Hiran where? Then, what? then like, huh? Nani? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah. giving up identity, I think it's, 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 it's quite a hard thing to do. And it's it, perceived, I think, often as a fluffy thing, but mm. until you get there, you, you, you will not understand yeah. how how hard-hitting that can be. I think sure you can cultivate uh, new relationships and build like a new life there, right? Mm. Which is what basically our ancestors did when they came to Singapore. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. But I think that has to be acknowledged. Like, it, yeah. it, it is difficult. It is difficult, yeah. yeah. Is difficult. So, so like we have families back probably in China, like if we trace back. And I mean, how often do you go back to visit them? And mm. that line for a lot of people is severed or at least extremely frayed, you know, to the point where I've never been back to my ancestral home and then see my mom has, you know, mm. and it was an interesting experience, but also like the connection is not as strong. So you, you do sever yourself from a certain type of legacy. Mm. Yeah, so definitely geographic identity does factor into it. I really think so. It seems fluffy, but 
when you have to live it, you will realize like how big of a deal that can be, you know? Mm. I think... I was thinking language, actually. Language? Yeah, like you have to relearn like a whole language. Especially for countries like... Language and culture, maybe you can put that together. Like if you yeah. say move to Japan, you know, I've heard that Japan is notoriously difficult to mm. infiltrate and not infiltrate, integrate like culturally. Like um, you can even learn the language, oh, but... Yeah. Like if you're not a local Like mm. it's very hard They can spot you In a minute When you start talking to them mm-hmm. Yeah Even for places like Thailand Vietnam mm. Language is not always Easy to learn Especially if you are You know already in your 30s Yeah 40s yeah. Yeah. Of course If there's a will There's a way mm. If if it's really necessary I'm can sure learn. You will go and learn And pick it up Yeah uh, The big thing is probably kids the kids will have a very different life from yeah. normal Singaporean kids. Yeah. So not say good or bad necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Then, right? So yeah. let's say you move to Japan. Yeah. Then you raise kids there. Yeah. Then after that, uh, because you live in rural Japan, the the educational facilities to look after your kids or healthcare even yeah. are not as developed as Singapore. That has to be factored in also. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, you want to send your kid to. Most people uh, will want to send their kids to uh, places where their kids can excel. Mm. Uh, Singapore has one of the objectively uh, mm. best educational systems in the world. Mm. Not to say every school will be, not every school is equal, right? Yep. But education system is quite up there in the world. That's the reason I'm here. Uh, yeah. My parents sent me here because they perceive the education here to be better than yep. Malaysia. And there is an argument uh, for, or to say that Singapore's education system is good for this but not good for that. And we are cognizant of that and we agree mm. with that also, but we're just talking about standardized testing yeah. and statistical uh, objective outcomes. Mm. You know, Singapore does have a good education system. Although I, th- I feel like there's a certain romance of bringing up, uh, let's say, my kid, right? Yeah. In, in nature. Yeah. And uh, have, have, have. being able sure. to not spend like the first three years of their life, you know, or, or, or playing, the, yeah, yeah. playing, playing you know, actually yeah. playing, not having to like study and do all these yeah, tests. because playing is learning. But you know, to do that, it, it requires a certain amount of luxury or, or privilege because mm. that requires, essentially, I think what they call a small class size ratios, i.e. you are teaching your kid. You are taking them on a nature trail and then you are saying, hey, this is mud, this is soil, this is composting, this is that. Yeah. You have to spend the time to do it. So the reason why people send their kids early is because they need to work. That's mm. why I got childcare and all this stuff. So in my head, yeah. if I go to Japan, and, and let's say I do have a kid, like, Let's say hypothetically, then if I don't need to work there and I am retired, you homeschool the kid. Then I can kind of homeschool kid. Although I do not know, I don't I feel have a homeschool is scary. Sometimes. I don't have a homeschool track record. Yeah, yeah. The kid could be a mass murderer. I, I mean, we have seen. <laughs> I, I feel like homeschool is very interesting because like I've seen like tremendous individuals who are homeschooled because usually like my my preconception of homeschool before I ever met some of these people is that they are. You know, like the American kind, super religious, mm. uh, will not know much about the world. And then that is one like very scary thing about homeschooling that I think of. Like, yeah. Because none of us are perfect, right? We all have our mental issues and hang-ups and stuff. Like, yeah. When it's just me and the kid, right? I might be teaching them some things that they cannot even cross-compare to see. Hey, there are other adults that are not like that. Yeah, yeah. That's my greatest fear when I, so when I, I do that kind of thing. Homeschooling is kind of like a, a, a lot of volatility. Yeah, so right? maybe you can mix. You can send your kid yeah. to the Japanese school 
international school or something. Yeah. Then when they come back, then you spend another five hours every day. Yeah. We're gonna go on a hike today. Wow. And we're gonna look at plants and here's the leaf and yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be an amazing education, uh, But yeah. I mean, because Singapore is so expensive, I think it's very normal for parents here to send to childcare or yeah, after school care. And then the parents have to work until like like 12, 14 hours a yeah. day. So it's it's very hard to do that in Singapore. Like you have to be yeah. really rich to be able to do that. I can't, remember, one, I can't remember, is this a pro or con? Uh, I think can be a little bit, uh, of, both yeah, la, a bit of both. But I mean, not everything can just be pro and con. It's pro- always like shades of grey, right? Mm. So 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 maybe now we, we have said that like... Oh wait, still, yeah. have, still have, still have. Oh, still have. Safety. Safety, right, that's true. Yeah. Singapore is a very safe place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you, the argument can be made that other places are so very safe. Yeah. But... Uh, Statistically, Singapore is yeah. is the safest, one of the Super safest places safe, in the world. Yeah. Even like Japan, right? We have earthquake. Mm. Uh, we have natural, right, natural disaster. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Typhoon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Singapore, we have a, quite a, a, a sheltered geographical quite, location. Quite. Won't have tsunami. Flood yeah. also, honestly, not so bad. Like. I've seen yeah. other countries, the flood, even more jala. Oh, so Singapore is a, is a decent place. Mm, mm, yeah. That's true. Maybe even something like... Uh, economic opportunity mm, that's so true. if you observe right many of the countries you are looking at a Singaporean can retire there but the reverse is not true mm, mm, mm. right also worth saying is that if you let's say you are born in uh, Japan mm. you might not be able to retire in, in Japan mm, mm. or let's say you, you live in Malaysia you might not be able to work in Malaysia retire in Malaysia also, mm. which is what happening to actually People all around the world. It's happening in Malaysia now. Yeah. That um, I think, and, and I can understand why some people, some some locals are resentful because uh, rich foreigners, Singaporeans, Chinese mm. people, for example, from China lah. Yeah. They come in and then they buy a prime property and they drive the prices up because they can afford to do so. Yeah. Because they are also looking to diversify their investments and what what happens is that they push the the prices up. The, yeah. the prices and then the the locals get pushed out of the the central areas and. A lot of them cannot afford to live so close to the center where they work. Mm. You know, so this is something that's not just happening in Malaysia, like everywhere. I mean, even Bali, Singapore. you know, yeah, even San Francisco gentrification, right? Yeah, it's just something that happens. So even if like, no, okay, I, I actually, actually yeah, like, yeah. even Singapore with mm. expats that come in, yeah, you know, you think about your Sentosa Cove that kind of thing, and then also condos and private I think, like, property. Tong Baru. Tong Baru, yes. Let's yes, say yes. Uh, someone want to rent for Marine Parade also, yeah. 8K HDB flat yep, yep. in Tong Baru. Yeah. You drive everything yeah. up, yeah. yeah. Everything yeah up. You can't live in Tong Baru, yeah. The privilege we have of being like born in Singapore mm. is that we get to choose where we want to retire. Yes. So for that reason, right, I think many people online always say like, ah, oh, Singapore's the worst. I cannot retire here. Mm. But I actually think that if we zoom out a bit, right, mm. we can see that big financial hubs, major financial centers of the world, which Singapore is one of them, are never good places to retire. Mm. They're good places As, to work. Especially on, yeah. on a budget. Yeah. yeah. Right. If you have 10 million in Singapore, I, I think you have no problem. Even 2-3 million, yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. But let's say you have 500k, yeah. I, I don't think Singapore is your best bet uh, of retiring. And I think that's a good point because I, I'm somebody who came here from overseas. So what Singaporeans have when they are born here that sometimes people forget about, locals forget about, is that you are born into a place with extraordinary opportunities. 
uh, in terms of making money. It really is. I mean, some exceptions, for example, like we talk about plumber, right? Got some exceptions here and there. But for the most part, I think like job for job, Singapore compared with a lot of other regions around the world, you will earn more money because the currency is stronger, even though you're doing the same role. Mm. And that is something that when you move overseas, you will lose that ability, not just for yourself, but also for your, your, your kids, right? Mm. So yep. that's something to consider as a con also, right? It's a pro and a con. No, it's, it's a con, yeah, it's a con. So I think also one con that I sort of have in my mind that I can't really quantify, right? But but it, it sort of bothers me a bit is the idea of like, is it, is it wrong to leave your country of birth to retire overseas? Is there something wrong there? Is there? Do you understand what I mean? Like, like it's like, I might be betraying okay, my so nation the, when I do that. The first time you brought this up, you said it was like icky feeling, right? Okay, my, my sense is that, okay, you're asking people to leave their home to go overseas just so you can, I mean, just so that they can retire. Shouldn't every city provide opportunities for everyone every to one, retire here? No, shouldn't every country provide opportunities for everyone to retire here? Shouldn't I, it? I don't know, should it? Does anyone say anywhere that countries need to provide this? Yeah. Is it to, yeah. to, to provide everyone with the opportunity to retire? Yeah, I think so. Okay, not I fair enough if that is in the definition. I mean, that's why in the UK they have a welfare state, right? Ah, that's true, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the problem is with Singapore is that it's not a country. I mean, it is a country. It is a country. But it's city first state. and foremost a, 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 city a city first, then a country. So there are always be limitations on what it can provide to everybody. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. How would Singapore the authorities and also as a nation, how would, what would we do for example if we wanted to provide uh, a better retirement? Is it that we build places for people to retire in a cheaper, like a special estate, then this is all just for retirees and the cost will be very low but you must be like 65 and above to stay there. Is that how that would be? Yeah, what I think logically works for Singapore is to attract a lot of rich people, uh, tax, tax, them. tax the hell out of them, yeah. build public facilities for people to retire. And, and sort of gatekeep them so only uh, retirees yeah. can enjoy yeah but I think the, 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 the it's not a perfect system also yeah. because in Singapore land is scarce right yeah, so your, your retirement yeah. home will be very it'll take up smallish land. Yeah, yeah. compared to be packed. your retirement overseas yeah. so even in retirement you live in HDB HDB flats which, which some people don't like right I mean for me I'm flexible yeah. you really want okay I also can do it so 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 in your in your what you're positing is that because Singapore cannot afford to go and specially make these things on mass so that it can satisfy every old person with a certain degree of lifestyle, mm. right? Then it's fair game for potential retirees here to think about moving overseas to retire. Yeah, and in in this in this consideration I don't even think about like what the Singapore government feels. You should do what is best for you. Right, right, right. Like, same as the plumber story you did the last mm-hmm. time. If it doesn't serve you, fine. Uh, yeah, your... and, yeah, and and you can afford it. Then go do it, la. Like right. we have no obligation to Singapore government to mm. to stay and retire here. Maybe they even they might even welcome people retiring overseas because uh, it lowers the cost of healthcare for them. But the quality of healthcare. Be Not lower. as good yeah, la, yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe then for serious things You come back to Singapore to do But If it's something that can Do overseas In Malaysia Then you just do the I operation mean, if, there if, Even LASIK can do in Malaysia Yeah that's true that's, I have mine in Malaysia It's not 
It's not a shit show, right? It's not that yeah, bad, yeah. Malaysian yeah. healthcare system is actually... It's just that Singapore is so damn good. Malaysian healthcare system is actually pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. It's pretty good, yeah. It's like, just Singapore spoil market so badly that yeah. everything pales in comparison. So, like, let's, let's say Malaysian healthcare costs are there. Singapore yeah. one, like... Yeah, yeah, exponential. yeah. Exponential. Yes, yes, so, yes. there's a point of... Like, best price you can yes, pay for Yes, yes, that's true, that's true. It right. may not always be Singapore. Right. If I was like a rich Indonesian Chinese, mm. I have 100 million. Yeah. Okay lah, Singapore is great. Yeah, because I was here, I was already like studying here when my mom got me to do the ASIC and then we chose to do it in Malaysia because like you said, bang for buck. Mm. There's an efficient pricing that actually in Malaysia is, is better. It is way cheaper for not much less quality. Mm. Yeah. I, I get your point. Like, yeah. yeah. So, how I choose to look at this map of Southeast Asia is that, and maybe a bit controversial, yep. is that, look at Australia. Australia is roughly the same size as Southeast Asia. I mean, if you include all the, the, the islands and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Because actually Australia, a lot of wasteland. No, Australia, but, oh, is it? In the middle. The, the, the plains. The, the plains, it's just wasteland. Right. Most Australians live within 50 kilometers of the coast. Fun fact. Oh. Okay, so, where was I? Oh, yes. Yeah. Roughly the same size, yes. Singapore is just one city in Southeast Asia. Hmm. Imagine Southeast Asia as a country. Right, so your other regional countries are your rural areas. Is that what you mean? I mean, don't say any of that. La. Not rural areas. La. The other countries are alternative cities that you can move to. Right. In the same way, uh, Australian might consider moving from uh, Melbourne to Adelaide. Mm. Singaporeans can consider moving from uh, Singapore to maybe even... Indonesia. Uh, Chiang Mai. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, yeah. say the city. La. Say the yeah, city name, yeah. right? Okay. George Jakarta. Mm, Bali mm, mm, mm. because if you insist on retiring in Singapore mm. that is a bit like insisting on retiring in New York or Melbourne or Melbourne mm. or Sydney mm. which is possible no doubt but you need a lot of money to do it right so we have options like Singaporeans because at least our currency is strong yeah and mm. if you think about it culturally right Malaysia and Singapore are not that different mm-hmm. like in Okay, in, in Japan, right, just for context, uh, people in Osaka are known as being rude and boisterous mm. and very aggressive. Mm-hmm. People in Tokyo are known as being like, very refined. So even within a nation, they exactly. have these cultural differences. If you look already. at the US, you know, different states, they say, oh, yeah. this, this is a redneck state. Yeah, yeah. This is a very liberal state. Yeah, yeah. In, that same, in that same way, like, Singapore has some differences with the people around the region. Yeah. But overall, I believe, like, to some degree, there is some there is some uh, similarity. Definitely like, Asian yeah. values, things like that. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of commonalities also. Actually, you hear the Singapore Malaysian accent. Mm-hmm. It's it's very similar. Every time I go Penang, people ask me whether I'm from KL. Mm. Yeah. So that's that's how I choose to see it. Right. I know it's not like an official way or a sanctioned way. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> people are always telling us to think global, right? Yeah. For yeah. for jobs. This is like thinking regional yeah. at the very least. You can right? think regional when it comes to retirement, mm. like. I, th- I think that's that's fair game. Fair, mm. fair, yeah. But but you know, going back to the thing about like whether government like we talk about sanction, whether government will come and say these things. Do you think mm. as a governing body, right? Don't say Singapore like anyone. Yeah, sure. Would it actually be strategically or tactically beneficial to have your older people who, statistically speaking, ah, uh, big caveat here. Uh, I'm just gonna talk statistic. I I don't think this is right or wrong. It's okay? not ageism. It's not ageism. Huh? Mm. You will probably be less productive than your younger counterparts. Because as a governing body, I'm in charge of a bunch of people and I go, well, 
if you're older, you're probably not gonna be as productive. Economically productive. Economically uh, productive. Actually, it's better if you go. Then I can use my finite resources to spend on the more productive people. Is that logical? But it doesn't sound like something any government body can actually officially come out and say. So it's logical because if you don't work yeah. and you need medical care, yeah, it costs. You are, you are a cost center. The state. Right? Yeah, yeah. If you're young, you don't need medical care. Yeah. You are not a cost center. Yeah, yeah. So I think most countries in the world mm. will prefer to have a very young workforce. Will prefer to have, yeah. yeah. Uh, from, a, from a GDP standpoint. Yeah, yeah. I do not think any government in the world uh, should say it publicly. Mm. Because it's I don't just, think they can. I mean, they can, but it's just have. It's just a very, very bad look. Yeah, it's a, it's a horrendous look. So, so just to get the record straight, uh, mm. I have elderly parents or like el- parents who are will be elderly. Okay, I, I scared they watch and they say, "Any hey, So, <laughs> I don't want a society where we cast out our old the moment they become less productive. Sure. Please don't get me wrong, and I'm sure, uh, any productive young person, who has, elderly parents would hope that the elderly parents can be catered to ah, fairly. You see, part of Attracting young people to Singapore is caring for yeah, yeah. the old exactly. and the and the young, the fragile, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So that is a part of that strategy, but it, it leads me to to think about uh, this thing that I've talked to Rimi about called a testupa, which I found out from the movie Midsoma, which is a Nordic phenomena. I was fascinated by this. Now. It was a Nordic phenomena where it was a ritual whereby the old in a tribe would commit suicide upon reaching a certain age. So when, when you get to a certain age, they'll kill themselves and there'll be a ritual where, whereby it's almost like from my sort of reading of it, it's like a noble thing because you are understanding that as an old person now, I'm not able to hunt as well. Uh, when I farm, I'm not able to farm as quickly as the young and I'm still consuming resources. So for the good of the tribe, I will exile myself mortally. Mm. You know? mm. So I'm not saying we should do that at all, but I think it's also great that Nowadays, society, modern-wise, like, we progress to a point where we are much, much better able to care for and as a result also uh, uh, derive productivity from our older people because healthcare is so good now that our working years have extended past the, the traditional, the, the, the point that we've used to, you know, so, older, so people can work longer years or so, which actually is looked at as a bad thing, right? I don't think at this Atestupa will work well in, in uh, Southeast Asia. I, I'm not saying Atestupa will work well anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm relating yeah. it to the point of like I think exiling be, our old. Yeah, I think it will uh. be like heavily rejected uh, in, in Asia. La. I think of because there's la. a certain reverence or respect for our, uh, our, yes, our yes. elders right, yeah, that, we're, yeah. that we're taught to do here. Yeah, yeah. So I think that would be a very, very unpopular thing to yeah, do. Yeah, I, I think like of course, uh, so, so I, I, I've disclaimed properly, so I'm not going to disclaim again. But it's a bit like when we say, like, like in cycling circles, they like to say, um, uh, uh, you know a city is wealthy when the rich take public transport. And I think it's the same for countries and, and, and uh, cities as well. Like you know that this is a wealthy or prosperous place if they're able to care for those who are not productive anymore. Yeah. So definitely, I say on the record that this is important. Okay, I'm just saying it for, for discussion's sake. At Bad. No, at Testopa. Uh, at Testopa. Dame. Yes. Dame, dame. Uh, look yeah. after O. Look after the okay. O. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, but probably any government or, or governing body would not mind the fact that the O will leave, is it? Do you think? 
do you think they will try to actively stop or discourage the old from because there are probably also advantages to having your elderly people retire locally maybe access to wisdom and experience you know having the the cultural access here where they're able to be like the storytellers and also the keepers of history that kind of thing yeah i think we need to really separate productivity elderly working versus uh-huh. elderly retiring yeah, yeah elderly working i think is in general a good thing for the elderly yeah elderly leaving uh retiring overseas i i don't think the government cares about that mm mm I actually, actually, I think the government encourages old people to keep on working yep. so that they, they can, can support here. themselves. Uh, uh, they can support uh. themselves. So that there's not become, a sandwich generation. They won't become a, a call center. Yeah, yeah. I think if I just use my pure numbers mind and think yeah, about it, yeah. it, it makes sense from, from that point of view. Right. So in a way for a country or society to grow great, like maybe one way is to find ways in which you can empower the old to still work and produce and be valuable Exactly. society right exactly. not just in terms of like as a legacy or cultural thing but literally as a as an economic thing yeah but you yeah. see that will involve old people working until 70 80 yeah which and, and sounds the boot to say it's not always a good look for governments to say. yeah 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 can understand lah but yeah. you know it's not like because there is a certain tragedy to seeing an old person bent over physically like struggling to do the thing but mm. nowadays also like like old people can be very fit lah you know i've seen old people who are very very very, very think, like, fitter than me i think know? there's a spectrum right let's yeah, say yeah, yeah, uh 60 yeah. year old sit on board of company they're mm. also working right yes yes you are you are giving your insights yeah. and your experience our, contributing for the sure the attention tends to focus on the not so uh well off yeah 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 because there's a tragedy there lah yeah. you know and it seems like Maybe like I can understand why people say, "Oh, this as a country we have failed if we need this kind of thing to clean our trays and our tables." You know, I don't think we have failed, lah. But okay. No, I can understand why people say that. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand where that comes from because the visceral side of something like that is, is very vivid, lah. Mm. Right? It's like we have failed them like that. We we are not able to look after them that they still need to do this. You know. So is it better a young person does it? Maybe. But it will not be a local young person, I think, because a local young person first would not want to do this. And this kind of job is hard to find a business model upon which a young person living here, supporting a family here, mm. can be paid enough to do something like that. So it is a very hard thing to solve, you know? It is, it is. And yeah. it's a very tall And we, we don't know what the ob- thing is. Obviously not. I mean, I also not a problem to solve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. it's just something something to consider and, and yeah. roll over. Like, then, then people that are better and brighter than us can solve something. Of course. Yeah, we, we don't know. Then maybe to end this off, do you think Singaporeans should aim to retire overseas as a general basis? I don't think aim is the right word. Mm-hmm. Singaporeans should consider the option. I should be part of the strategy. Overseas. Yeah. Right. And then, you basically, you just work until when you want to retire. Mm. Then you can, <clears> from there, look at your budget. Mm. and see what suits you see your budget see what kind of retirement you want to have mm. Mm. if you really want like uh, a car <laughs> a car you know retire in Singapore then you don't have like one million dollars mm. yeah, maybe Singapore will, will be very Malaysia. challenging yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to go Malaysia it's mm. fine mm. and there's nothing wrong nothing wrong there's nothing yeah. wrong with retiring in because uh, I think there's, there's also this shame this shame that people have like hey, uh, you know, in the end he went to he went to Malaysia and... and, and it depends and on the retire. location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends. Right. It depends. <laughs> you say, oh, he going to retire in uh, New York. Eh? 
Ah, like, oh, oh. Yeah, 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 exactly. Then he go retire in uh, Batu Pahat. Like, oh, like, oh, like, oh, oh, what the fuck, Batu Pahat, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so nothing against Batu Pahat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like Batu Pahat. Yeah, I also like Batu Pahat. It means white stone in, in Malay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's actually absolutely no shame. Mm. I mean, after all, you you choose the retirement you want, then mm-hmm. you just choose where you the want. The nobility, it. I think, and the, the pride should come from. I know what I want, mm. and I have enough to do it, and I plan for it, and it worked. Then wherever that is that you end up. If you can do it, good for you, and mm. we will we will applaud loudly for whoever can do that. Yeah. Okay, after that uh, clapping seems like a good good time to end the podcast. It does, yeah, it yeah. does, yeah. So uh, maybe we'll, we'll end it here. Let us know like what your thoughts are, like whether you are from Singapore or not, and and how do you plan to retire, and and like do you factor retiring in another in another country as part of your your strategy and. Then how you would handle things like, you know, if you have kids, how, how does that work? Mm. You know? We talk about like, even like the main barriers of you, the push and pull factors. Yeah, push I, and I pull, yeah. That's what we want to hear. It, it's so interesting because there's so many ways in which people think about these things and we really love to hear what you have to say. Like, I mean, we, we don't reply to a lot of them, your comments and stuff because we, we're busy doing the comics and stuff, but we, we really do read every single one. Like, even the mean, uh, the the mean ones. Oh, there are some mean Especially ones. Especially the means. Yeah. <laughs> the means one will like share. Hey, look at this one. Wow, <laughs> this is that mean. Oh my god. Wah. So yeah, but it's okay, like, You know, we can take it. So so, yeah. let us know what y'all think about this retiring thing. Yeah, I think I think on that note we will end the podcast. Uh, if we get so stressed out from reading mean comments that we cannot work and then we close this whole thing, um, thank you very much for watching this podcast and this final episode. Uh, if uh, we have the mental fortitude to carry through the mean comments, uh, we'll see you guys in the next podcast. Thank you very much for watching this. And uh, yeah, goodbye. Bye-bye. We'll now retire from this episode of the podcast. <laughs>